The vision at St Matthew's that we believe God wants us to seek here is to be a parish church which is welcoming, vibrant and serves our community. We want to be a visible witness to God's love in action. And to help us realise this vision, our focus is on those pillars um, of um, the vision uh, through which, or the lenses if you like, through which we will see and look at everything we do or decide to do or think about and pray about doing. Those being discipleship, outreach and Christian service. And I'm also taking the liberty as your incumbent to add one more. And this shouldn't be a surprise because it has been something that we've talked about um, quite a lot um, and is in our vision document. Um, I'm also adding a pillar of grace and gentleness. Grace and gentleness as we seek to be a church that really understands what the grace of God is all about and lives that out and models that in all that we do. Everything this church will seek to do in the name of Jesus will be looked at through these lenses. Discipleship, outreach, service and grace and gentleness. So some of the services in the autumn, in the, uh, in the midst of some of those great mission visits, will be specifically focusing on these pillars of our vision. And if we're to realise a vision, a vision is, is something that we, we aspire to. It's like looking at the horizon. It's, it's not the now, it's where we are, by God's grace, hoping to be and, and travel towards. Um, if we're to realise that vision, we need to remind ourselves and learn afresh too, maybe, what these key pillars really mean. So there will be sermons on discipleship. We're going to have three sermons specifically on discipleship. What is a Christian? Richard will be picking up on that next week. What is a Christian? And then we will have a second sermon on discipleship. What is a disciple of Jesus? And then the third discipleship sermon will be about the practical walk of being a disciple. So we'll have three sermons focusing on Christian discipleship. And then we will have sermons on outreach. How do we understand the Christian commission that the Church of Christ has been given? How do we understand it within our own context here as a parish church in Kingsdown in Bristol? And also within the context of the places in which we live. And then also we'll be preaching on service. How can we practically and personally serve God? And also then grace and gentleness. How can we visibly be that radical, countercultural community of God's love? And at present I'm working on the practical side of how we can all help take this forward from vision to action. And I'm going to be asking the church's PCC. And for those of you who might not know what a PCC is, it's, um, it's PCC stands for Parochial Church Council. In effect, it's the sort of um, governing body of the church of elected members of the church, which represent you um, as church members. And I'm going to be asking our PCC's help this autumn as we review where we are and also where God may be leading us. And we will, of course, keep you informed and involved as we go along. For those of you who are new to church or may be visiting, uh, hopefully this is interesting for you because you will begin to get a sense uh, of what we as a church are about, what is important to us and what our focus is. But remember, 
So many of the St Matthew's Church community, those here today, those who aren't here today, are already involved in the mission and ministry of Christ Church here and can be involved in different and new ways. And it'll be an opportunity, by God's grace, to open our hearts up again, to say, well, God, where are you calling me? So maybe, actually, I'm going to be needing to lay something down because you're calling me to take something else up. It's going to be a period of fresh rediscovery for each one of us. And absolutely key to realising any vision of faith is a foundation of prayer. Again, regular church members will have heard me mention this before. And I look forward to sharing with you very soon a really encouraging prayer initiative which comes from and with members of this church community. So there's a huge amount for us to look forward to as we prepare to open up back into everything that's going to be happening through the autumn and through to Advent and Christmas as we gather Sunday by Sunday. So back to our reading, and some of you might be wondering what was our reading from Genesis got to do with our vision. And some of you might also have noticed a ladder there. Maybe when we had the reading, you suddenly made a connection as to why the vicar had stuck a ladder up there. Maybe some of you would come in thinking, oh my goodness, not another leak, another major church appeal for a hole in the roof. But then perhaps when you heard the reading, you started thinking that there is a connection. What is the connection of Jacob's dream to do with our vision as a church and our hopes as a church? A couple of weeks ago, I was at the top of an even taller ladder than that one. I was at the top, well actually, maybe it wasn't, but it felt like it, looking at it. It was about the same height, and it was the V ladder, and Rick and I were up the ladder here, um, and Rick was repairing um, the video projector. And it was a ladder like that. And I was on the top rung, well, almost the top rung. Rick was on the very top rung um, with his hand on that bar. I was holding, leaning on this thing, that projector like this. And Rick was saying, hold a little bit longer, turn a little bit, we've got to get fixed on. Do you know, I was absolutely scared witness. I'm not very good at heights, I have to say. And uh, Rick knows that I was a little bit anxious. We managed to do it fine, and it was all, you know, um, safe. Um, but it was high up. It felt very, very high. And it uh, felt uh, rather fragile. Um, and uh, I'm one of these people who's much better on firm ground. Actually, when I say firm ground, I suddenly realise that actually there's a big void underneath me, isn't it? Until we get down to the floor. But I'm someone who generally likes firm ground. Um, I wonder how high have you ever climbed up a ladder? Or how high have you ever been on a staircase? I'm not going to ask you to shout it out. You can share these things later on. But I'm just going to give you a few moments before I come back to this passage. Just to think. Maybe you want to use the ladder as a focus. And uh, people like me will be looking at ladders and go, Ugh, I don't want to go up there. And remembering times when I've gone to very high levels like that and not been too keen on it. But how high have you been? What ladders have you climbed? Just try and picture in your mind staircases or ladders that you might have climbed up. I have to admit, apart from not being good with heights, I think I got increasingly nervous about heights um, as I, we had children, and I felt more responsible as we went up on high castle battlements and various other things. It can feel quite a thing, can't it, climbing up a ladder? 
Jacob dreamt, verse 12 and 13 of chapter 28. Jacob dreamt there was a ladder set upon the earth, the top of it reaching rather far beyond the projector here, the top of it reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him. Now, some of you might remember some of the context here. Some of you might not know what the context is. Jacob was a man on the run. He was on the run because he tricked his brother Esau out of his birthright. And again, I always encourage you to go back and read around these patches of the Bible. Read the chapters either side so you can get the full context and the full picture. He tricked his brother Esau out of his birthright. And Jacob had been deeply deceitful. And he provoked Esau to great anger. So, in other words, Jacob is not so unlike any of us. He's flawed. He's fallen. And he's too often trying to run away from the complexities of life. And Jacob's journey on the run now here is a journey about both physical as well as spiritual survival. Being safe, yes, from Esau's anger, as well as having to face up to the need for God's forgiveness, redemption and restoration again. Most of us, I think, may well have things that we are or have been running from in our lives or perhaps that we would rather forget about. We'll also have things that we are running towards. And Jacob actually, in his seeking and running away, was also seeking where to go, a destination. We will also have things that we are running towards and things that we are searching for in our life. New hopes, new dreams, new purpose and new meaning. I wonder perhaps if that is you today. Last week, I spoke about lifting our eyes from the pavement, so to speak. Always looking down when we walk along. Lifting our eyes from the pavement, from world-imposed activism and preoccupation that apparently validates who we are. Lifting our eyes from that view up to the skies again. Up to the horizon to see the view, to find new perspective and to wonder at the miracle of God's grace all around us when we lift our eyes to see a bigger picture of life. And too often we spend too much time looking down, don't we? Looking down and running, running, running. Well, Jacob finds out that we can run, but we can't hide. We can run, but we can't hide from God. Jacob is in a hard place. He's in a hard place emotionally, but he's also in a hard, tough place physically with a stone for a pillow. But it is a place, nevertheless, of God's presence and grace. 
in a way, it's a place of surrender. Surrender by Jacob. And in that moment of surrender and need, in the wilderness, we're the stone for a pillow. Jacob is suddenly aware of the Lord's presence in a very dramatic but simple way. Rather than just struggling on in fear and despair, the ladder, the stairway to heaven which Jacob sees, reveals the connection between heaven and earth, between the creator and us the created. A connection which is always there. Because God is always there. But a connection which we are not always conscious of. As we live life too often looking down or at least in the horizontal. This is God's world. He is present. And our journey is to to go deeper with God and to open up our lives more fully to God through prayer and through the word of scripture so that we can join in and understand that connection of the God who is present. God isn't like a bus who's actually stuck at the bus station and will come if we hope for it and if luck has it and we jump on. He's not that difficult. The miracle of this ladder is that it is a ladder in all of our lives. For those who live life on the run, for those whose paths seem stony, for those living with guilt and fear, for those with the pain of broken relationships, for those in darkness, for those in the in-between spaces of life. The Lord is in this place, as Holy Scripture says today. And we can know in all those places of life, we can know God's love, promises, hopes and his blessings. Again, you've heard me and others, and we will go on doing it, quote the wonderful 24-7 prayer Lectio 365 um, prayer readings, great app for your phone um, or or, or there are great other resources available. And in one of those 24-7 prayers recently there was a reading on this passage. I think it was last week. Can't remember. And the speaker of the day said I would be sad to look back at my life and think surely God was in this place And I was unaware of it. I would be sad to look back at my life and think, surely God was in this place and I was unaware of it. There is a ladder, a stairway to heaven. I hear all you people breaking out in song later on. There is a ladder, there is a stairway to heaven in your life. God is present. God is in your life. He is in your space. He is in your place. And he is in your situation. And I encourage you to to open up your heart and your life even more so that you can see that connection, that ladder, 
or the angels of God ascending and descending in your space, in your life. I began by referring to our vision as a Christian church, to become a place that is welcoming, vibrant, and serves our community. God's love in action. And our desire to reach this through Christian discipleship, outreach, and service, and God's grace. And I chose this passage very deliberately in support of this. Yes, of course, God expects us to use the gifts, talents and experience that we are given in life to help, to use our brains and our times and our talents and all those sort of things, of course. But, and you may have heard, some, some of you heard me say this before, that is not to be the primary, the first driver of any vision and hope in the Lord. The American pastor and writer Eugene Peterson said in his book, The Contemplative Pastor, the assumption of spirituality is that always God is doing something before I know it. Spirituality, by the way, defined really just means our relationship with God. Spirituality is about our relationship with God. So I'll start that quotation again. He says, the assumption of spirituality is that always God is doing something before I know it. So the task is not to get God to do something I think needs to be done, but to become aware of what God is doing so that I can respond to it and participate and take delight in it. Then, verses 16 and 17 of our reading wherever we are then we move from surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it to as Jacob then says how awesome is this place this is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven Amen Amen